I'm Eureka John, and welcome back to the Eureka Street Crypto Podcast. And we are doing another episode of the Web3 Basics series with Open Current. In the first episode, I talked about the evolution from Web 1.0 to Web 2.0 to Web 3. And then after that, I talked about DAOs, the Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. Now, I do have to say, and I have to make a correction, I said Web 3.0 in the original episode, and I've been corrected. Apparently, it is Web 3. There is no .0 after that, and I guess that just kind of comes automatically to me because uh, I guess it speaks of my generation as we would receive the CDs from AOL in the mail. And, you know, there was v- different versions of it, you know, and 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, and Windows 1.0. And uh, 600 free hours of internet, you know, on that CD-ROM. And I, I, I never actually used it. I don't know if anybody ever did. But uh, that was back in the Web 1.0 days. But now there's no .0 after it. It's just Web 3. And uh, maybe that is because on Twitter, you can't do a Web 3.0 hashtag. You just have to do hashtag Web 3. Um, I don't know. Anyway, just wanted to make that correction and clarify it. Um, this episode, we will be talking about knowledge sharing. Um, so yeah, in the past two videos, I spoke about web three evolution and then about DAOs and, uh, how they allow humans to form organizations and communities in a non-hierarchical way, meaning flat organizations, not top down and with an authority structure, but in a flat way with code at the center of all decision-making. In this video, we'll dig a little deeper into, and look at how people share knowledge in organizations on social media. How is the knowledge you receive presented to you? How does the knowledge you contribute get portrayed to others? How is this participation in knowledge sharing rewarded, if at all? And what are the current problems with the way that the knowledge is being shared and acknowledged on social media applications today? There are a lot of questions surrounding knowledge sharing and social media and the way that you receive it and give it nowadays. So in many modern social media platforms, the use of AI algorithms are being implemented, especially on things like YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And um, it can be good and bad. You know, Google uses AI to determine what you see when you do a search engine. And, um, you know, that's censorship. And, you know, they, they use um, keywords and preferences and patterns, um, your search patterns, um, Instagram and, and YouTube, look at what you've searched in the past to, to uh, come up with what you will see in, in your current search. So when you're scrolling on Instagram, what you see is not necessarily what is the most recently posted from all your friends. It's going to be an AI-generated curation of what, what they feel you would be interested in seeing. And 
maybe what's been picked up in conversations in your pocket. I mean, talk about Wyoming for a second and just wait a few hours. And then suddenly you might see advertisements about Wyoming all over your Instagram feed. Kind of creepy, right? Anyway, one significant thing that AI does for better or worse is blurs the distinction between theory and practice. Humans have historically dealt with the difference between theory and practice. And, and some of the most beautiful theories have failed when people try to actually put them into practice. So for theory to truly become practice, it can take years and years of tests and iterations to become practice. And for instance, you can't read a book about baseball, then suddenly play baseball. AI is able to create data models to represent reality, and it blurs that line between theory and practice. And AI is able to perform these experiments and these iterations at light speed within their enclosed data models. So back to social media, AI can take all this real-time information that it gathers from all the devices around the world and from your behaviors as well, and it uses these methods to curate what you see and when you see it. And in Web2 platforms, you do not have that option to participate in that curation or the ability to be rewarded for your contribution. So before we know it, the algorithms that were originally geared to give us helpful information are now controlling our reality and molding our thinking and basically just putting something there that will demand our attention instead of something that will enable us to think critically or stimulate us intellectually rather than emotionally. And here's a quote from a book that I had I just finished reading called The Age of AI uh, by Henry Kissinger, Eric Schmidt, and Daniel Huttenlocker. And I will read a quote here. The irony is that even as digitization is making an increasing amount of info available, it is diminishing the space required for deep concentrated thought. Today's near constant stream of media increases the cost and thus decreases the frequency of contemplation. Algorithms promote what seizes attention in response to the human desire for stimulation, and what seizes attention is often the dramatic, the surprising, and the emotional. Whether an individual can find space in this environment for careful thought is one matter. Another is that the now dominant forms of communication are non-conducive to the promotion of tempered reasoning. And what this means for social media is that the stuff that will be shown to you will be not for you to be able to receive good data to make rational thoughts and decisions, but will be for your entertainment or stimulation and your attention because your attention is money your attention is advertising money and that's what these web 2 platforms are selling they're selling your attention to these advertisers and that is their money generation if the product is free you are the product and your attention is that product so the problem is this lack of control over what is presented to you the lack of rewards for your contribution and participation, the lack of ability to be able to guide and direct your own path in the platform or the platform as, whole, as a whole, and the incessant use of your data to monopolize your attention for the purposes of revenue generation via ads. And on top of that, the way that attention is being garnered is done in ways that can stunt your ability for rational thought. So these are some big problems. So let's look at the rewards. In Web 2.0, there's no real rewards for it. Or if there are rewards, it comes out of the user's pocket, and they still keep the third-party entity in charge. 
There have been some attempts to try to correct these issues with some hybrid Web 2.0, Web 3 platforms, and one of the earlier ones was Steemit. Steemit is no longer what it used to be due to issues of centralization and voting issues, of which are out of the scope of this video, but uh, I will take a look at some of the FAQs of Steemit here. So according to their FAQs, Steemit has redefined social media by building a living, breathing, and growing social economy a community where users are rewarded for sharing their voice. It's a new kind of attention economy. So that was the, at the beginnings when people were starting to realize what was going on with Web2 social media and wanting to take the revenue generation back and put it back into the people who contribute. So how does Steemit work? Steemit.com is one of the many websites that are powered by the Steam blockchain and the Steam cryptocurrency. All these websites read and write content to the Steam blockchain, which stores the content in an immutable blockchain ledger and rewards users for their contributions with digital tokens called Steam. Then how does Steemit differ from other social media websites? Now, keep in mind this was written quite a while ago. So while most social media, social media sites extract this value for the benefit of their shareholders, Steemit believes that the users of the platform should receive the benefits and rewards for their attention and the contributions they make to the platform. Okay, so there we have the idea of the rewards of the contributions going back to the people who made them. So if you upload something to Facebook, say for instance some contribution of lots of pictures of the Grand Canyon, on Facebook that becomes the property of Facebook and they get to monetize off of those photos you don't ever see a dime for those photos. So according to this new model, you can be rewarded for those photos and for your contribution by uploading those photos to the platform. And you would receive the Steam cryptocurrency in exchange. Sounds cool, right? But it is still centralized. You still have to go log in right here. Um, there's no voting mechanisms on, on Steemit, so it is run by a centralized entity. And then after Steemit, there came uptrend.com. And Uptrend was around for a little while and they wanted to solve some of the issues of Steemit. But as you can see here, Uptrend is no longer around. But Uptrend had a lot of the same similar concepts. And once again, it had its point of centralization in which you had to sign up, give your information in order to become part of the social media website. Altcoin Buzz in April of 2020 wrote an article Reviewing Uptrend, and uh, here are some of the highlights. Uptrend is an incentive-based social media platform. It works similarly to how Facebook runs with a newsfeed, so it also involves various communities and topics that you can interact with and get information about. Uptrend encourages users to create original and quality content by offering them incentives on the platform. It is a self-funded project without an initial coin offering and is currently a standard Web 2.0 website. And that was back in April 2020. So the four pillars of Uptrend was dis distribution of wealth, one of the issues that needed to be solved, freedom of speech, so no censorship, none, none of this telling you what you can see and them guiding you and directing you according to their AI algorithms, um, equality of opportunity, algorithms should be transparent and fair, and new users should be able to get just as much visibility as older users. Uptrend believes the quality should be more important than seniority. Everybody will have equal, equal earning opportunities. So it's getting closer there. And then data security, Uptrend does not collect your data or invade your privacy. Okay, so Uptrend gets... It's a little more close there. However, Uptrend was still one of those websites that you had to sign up for, give your information for, and they were a centralized entity in which they would make all the decisions for the direction of the platform. 
And then there have been some other types of blogging sites and social media sites that, are, that have been doing some similar things. Publish Zero X would allow people to receive some, some cryptocurrency for their contributions based upon the amount of reads and clicks and on, on their, uh, their, their blog content. And then now, just as of recently, we have GM.XYZ, which allows you to connect with your MetaMask wallet, which is different than all the other previous ones we've talked about. There's no login process. You sign in with your MetaMask, so you can take that with you, and it's kind of a plug and play. And you can create contributions and you can join communities. However, you are not able to be rewarded for your contributions. So there's a give and take there. But aside from that, GM.xyz is allowing people to contribute and to create some really great content. And they, they are pushing boundaries. So which leads me now to the reason for the whole video and who this video is in partnership with, which is OpenCurrent.io. So OpenCurrent.io is still in development and the DAO is forming right now. So we are at the very beginnings of this process. But what OpenCurrent is trying to do is trying to be able to create the best of all these worlds that I've just shown you. They want to base everything on the blockchain, no censorship, completely immutable. They want to reward people's insights with the three different tokens that they have the current token that will be the currency that you can trade swap in and out of from liquid assets, the proof of passion token, which will be re awarded whenever you create contributions. And these proof of passion tokens can demonstrate your expertise in a subject. And then there will be the governance tokens, which will allow you to vote and have some control over the direction of the platform. So a lot of these previous platforms I showed you had one or two of some of those items, but they didn't have all the characteristics needed for you to be rewarded for your contributions, for it to be completely on the blockchain, for it to be completely decentralized where there's no login process except for connecting your wallet, and then for there to be any type of vote in the governance process. So the open current platform will allow you to be rewarded for your insights. I mean, are you tired of doing all this research and sharing your insights on social media platforms, but you receive nothing for it? Well, open current rewards users for sharing those insights and interacting with other people's personal insights. And open current is fixing these web 2.0 protocols that don't enable open collaboration and allows for earning real monetary re rewards for doing so. And they don't censor. They're providing you with a platform that you can easily search for and read information on the hottest topics related to the Web3 space. So no more scrolling the internet for hours on end to find good articles and information. So you can clear out all the noise, high signal, less noise. And OpenCurrent has a completely asynchronous setup, which means you can still live your daily life without having to worry about meeting at a certain time to read the content posted on your platform. Because... Aside from the options I showed you, there are some other options like Clubhouse and Twitter and Discord, which allow people to all join together and collaborate live, which does have some benefits. However, for the people in different time zones, it becomes really sticky and hard to work with people all around the world. I'm always trying to figure out what time UTC plus two is in my time zone. And it just becomes a real pain. And sometimes people have to wake up at two in the morning just to get on line with somebody else across the world. 
Um, on Clubhouse, you have to make plans around when the moderators want to host their meetings. But with Open Current, you can access the content 24-7, 365 days a year. And then with Discord, uh, we think of a lot of these Web 2.0 style chat rooms. Discord is great. Discord has been good for a lot of DAO formations. Discord is the main place right now where most DAOs hang out, but it's not a knowledge sharing platform. It's mainly chat rooms. So what is motivating people right now to share and interact this content on Discord? Are they getting rewarded by the platform for doing this? No, they're not. Are they getting points added to their main profile so they can build a level level of credibility for you? No. I mean, there are some servers that have some bots that are installed called the Me6 bot that allows people to be given some higher ranking based upon their interaction, but that is only server specific and that bot is not very accurate. Are there mechanisms set in place to reward people for posting their insightful content? No. There are some monetary mechanisms in Discord, though. Leaders of the server can charge a fee for users to join, like a gated server. For instance, Bankless DAO, you have to have 35,000 bank in order to become a level one member of the Bankless DAO. Another is users on the platform can tip others for whatever reason they choose to. And some DAOs and servers have really strong tipping cultures. And this is great but you can't rely on the tipping. Another monetary mechanism in Discord is leaders of the servers can choose to do giveaways where they either make some type of raffle on the platform or some kind of airdrop. And what I get from all this is that money will either come out of your pockets when joining the platform or you will possibly get put into a giveaway or get tipped or some airdrop if you're lucky. But this is not a reliable reward system to show appreciation towards people sharing their knowledge and collaborating with others. It definitely does not allow people to be really put into a secure position to quit their day jobs to go full-time DAO. That's why Open Current is doing what it does. It allows people to gain points and tokens on rewards for posting their insights and interacting with each other. And best of all, the money does not come out of your pocket and you are viewed as a member of the platform and not just some user whose input really doesn't matter. So Open Current is truly trying to build up a DAO economy and a contributor economy. So why should you join some qualities that sets Open Current apart from some of the others? is value is created by the insights. Members are in control and have the power to interact with others to benefit themselves along with the rider. The system is what creates the member rather than the users because both sides are winning. The contributor gets rewarded for contributing and the user gets to use the data that has been contributed and they get rewarded for participating and interacting with that data. So numerous amounts of community building and events and rewards will be available to be earned. Just by joining the community, you will have access to plenty of opportunities that allow you to earn real rewards. Open Current is here for the long run. There will be NFT drops, community events, platform adjustments based upon voting. So your opinion matters. Open Current wants you to join the community and help gear the platform more towards your needs and wants. Open Current wants to be organic and to be a product of the voice of the people in the community. So Open Current is transforming these Web 2.0 platforms such as Clubhouse and Twitter and Reddit and Quora, and they're giving you a Web 3-based knowledge sharing platform that rewards you for your interactions and insights. So if you want to know a little bit more about Open Current, right now it's still really early. You are, we are at the very beginning stages, as you can see at the roadmap. So go join the Discord. The people there 
are very, very good about getting you plugged in and giving you tasks to do. So you can become a, a part of this new direction of taking back our data and our power and our money from Web 2.0 platforms and putting them back in our pocket. Web 1.0 was great. It was completely decentralized and open source, but Web 2.0 made people able to write and to participate in, in the internet experience. But all that participation was put in control of the hands of lots of large corporations. Well, now with Web3, it's time for us to take back that experience and to take back our data and to bring it back to this decentralized open source environment. So yes, go join the Discord, make your contributions, and let's make this change together. Look forward to seeing you in the next video. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.